USB microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is Brett, Derek, and myself. Jules. Oh, she's working Ooh. all day. Jules, she's working all D and all the night. <laughs> okay. Uh, that Who was- is this Jules person that you speak of? I do not seem <laughs> yes. to recall this person. <laughs> Oh, well, hopefully she'll get back going soon. Yeah. She's just got to tell work. I got other stuff to do in the evenings. Yeah, that's right. So. No working out Thursday. Yeah, that's right. Let me just, open on Wednesdays. I wish I could tell my work that too. <laughs> I know, right? Just tell her, just tell them that, hey, I have a kid now, so. Mm-hmm. This is true. Very true. So, how's everyone been? Really busy for some reason this week. <laughs> totally understand that. I don't. <laughs> I don't even know what I just all my time seems to be disappearing for some reason Hmm. other than that I'm good though must be that other podcast that you're doing (laughs) could be podcast what podcast oh keepers of the fringe keepers of the fringe yes keepers of the strange (laughs) so well speaking of other podcasts Star Wars celebrations coming up Uh, of course I myself will be there representing Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, and Wookiee Radio. See, two other yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, rub it in. Eric from Mighty Marvel Geeks is going to be down here, and uh, at the time of this, rec- well, we're recording on Wednesday the 22nd. I hate being that show that's, oh, we're, it's such and such a day, such and such a time. I understand some shows do it, some shows have been doing it, and, and they they do it to, to lend, you know, what I, just like I'm about to do myself, um, lend some idea of when announcements came. Uh, so we're recording on the 22nd. On March 21st, I was notified that Mighty Marvel Geeks has been approved to be one of the official casts of Star Wars Celebration. Yay! We are one of 24 that have been selected to appear on the podcast stage at Star Wars Celebration Orlando. That is awesome. Mm. Out of over 100 submissions. Not too shabby. Uh, I, I've been stuck. I've been riding a high off and on all day. (laughs) I've been fielding phone calls all day and... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just as I come off the high, someone wants to talk about it, and I'm right back up again. Mm-hmm. I kind of there now. Hope you didn't give them this show to listen to. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what, tonight's show? No. Uh, Weeby Geeks. No. Just kidding. If hey, we're, guys, we're doing a good show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're we're looking forward to that. We're, our time slot is Friday, April 14th at 7.30 p.m., uh, I understand that we will be up against Star Wars Galactic Knights. Well, if you've got the extra 100, well, 129 plus tax, which is uh 7.5 if you get if you've got the extra 138 dollars and 66 cents or 68 cents then go to Star Wars Galactic Knights. I mean it's a it's a 5 hour event, 7 to midnight. In a park that is only half open because the other half is all under construction for Star Wars Land. 
Yeah, I saw an advertisement for that the other the yeah, other day. Yeah, it's it's coming along very nicely. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Mm. Oh, I can't either. Considering I I'm going to get cast preview time to see it, and then I'm not going to be able to get in there for six months, six to eight months afterwards. <laughs> I'm already blacked out of Animal Kingdom uh, once Pandora opens, at least through the summer. I can't even wow. get in with my ID. Really? In the front. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So my main that gate. You, my uh, that's the Avatar Land. That's crazy. Which to get sidetracked here. Did y'all hear Avatar's been pushed back yet again? What a surprise. Uh, right now, there's no date when it's coming out. But yet, <laughs> what Avatar, a surprise! But Avatar three is still slated for 2020. Flopatar. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, Flopatar. Yeah, that's a good one. But, but you know, Chris Chris from Keepers came up with a great one that I kind of like as well. Batman: The Yawn of Justice. Oh yeah, ah, yes, <laughs> nice. So I will that's shout out since Chris shouted out We Be Geeks on your show. I'll shout out Keepers on the fringe and Chris on, on our show. Oh, he'll appreciate that. He's he'll be listening. Nice. He does he does listen to to the show, so 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 Chris Next. If you are listening right now, uh there's a towel on your left you can use that to clean up with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear about it on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, with Celebration, um, let me do a rundown on some of the exclusive coming out. I know we talked, uh, Derek and I talked about some of them on Wookiee Radio. Ah, yes. Which, uh, I can confirm next episode of Wookiee Radio, we have Mike Quinn, Mr. Neem Num himself, coming on the show. Um, now, our next time for recording, keep, uh, I'm getting all my podcasts mixed up. Uh, Wookie Radio? Next time, yeah, the next time for recording Wookiee Radio is April 1st, right? So... That's uh, not some elaborate April Fool's joke you're playing on us, is it? Uh, you want me to share a screen and show you the <laughs> the the Facebook message where he said yes he'll be he'll be on? No, I'll take your word for it. I yeah. just I don't joke I about guests. Be- <laughs> the catch is he only, he's only going to speak in his alien language, though. <laughs> yeah, probably. The, 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 the catch is it's the last episode of, of Wookiee Radio. Oh, but, oh. Wait, it's not April 1st yet. <laughs> I, I've been having fun. Uh, I'll, I'll go, yeah, I'm running. People go, oh, you're running a podcast? I'm like, yeah, I have three. I have we Be Geeks, or if we go to the official name, We Be Geeks, your official voice of the geek revolution. They go, why do you do that? I said, so I can maximize the search on on iTunes. <laughs> well, what's your, se- well, what's, your, what's your other shows? I said, then we have Mighty Marvel Geek. Which is all things Marvel, and then we have Wookie Radio, you know, the Star Trek show. Huh? <laughs> Wookies Star Trek? No. I'm like, yes. I'm sorry. It's a Star Wars show. You're just not quick enough to catch it. <laughs> Some people go, oh, I see what you did there. Wookie Radio, the Star Trek show, where we talk about Cylons and the Galactica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boomer and Cylons. So, yeah. So, some of the exclusives. Um, Kodo US, uh, also known as uh, Kodo Bayuka. I have never been able to pronounce that right. Oh, yeah. Something like that. They have uh, one. The the It's a two-pack. It's 80 bucks. I, I'm rounding these prices up. 80 bucks from the Darth Vader comic and now the current Dr. Afra comic. Triple Zero and BT2. Oh, they're great. I'll yeah. Yeah. They are amazing. That is on my list big time. Mm. Um, the others run coming in at 
45 apiece is um, R5-D4, uh, R4-M9, which makes it the first um, R4 unit to be to be used, and um, R2-X2, which was one of the X-Wing astromechs that was destroyed. I almost want to say, I mean, you see him in the background behind R2 in the whole Death Star battle plans scene. Um, there is also going to be a special uh, Star Wars Celebration bundle uh, for 100 bucks. Kylo Ren and a First Order Stormtrooper two pack, and also to a uh, Captain Phasma and First Order Stormtrooper bundle. Uh, First Order Stormtrooper, and um, there'll be a, a special. Okay, I don't understand how they're calling this. These are special bundles that they're doing as well. Uh, First Order Stormtrooper single pack and First Order Stormtrooper two pack bundle. So you'll get one First Order trooper, and then a, and they're bundling it with another with a two-pack in which one has the um, the shoulder papaloon uh, thing on it. Uh, there will also be a snowtrooper two-pack with an ADAT driver, which, cool. let me just get the ADAT driver. I'll be okay. It's my favorite. <laughs> that's my favorite trooper of them all is the ADAT drivers. Uh, there's another one that's a Han Solo and Chewie and a Stormtrooper two-pack bundle being offered <coughs> and a bundle with uh, R2-D2, C-3PO, and BB-8. And it includes a gift with the purchase valued at um, 30 bucks. So I have no clue what the what these pieces are or what the special gift is. It's a it's surprise. A surprise. <laughs> um, oh wow! I could get the you could get the Star Wars Adat Driver Artifacts statue for sixty five sixty five bucks separate on the site. But That's not get bad. it get it with two snowtroopers for a hundred bucks. Three three models for a hundred bucks in the celebration bundle. It's not bad it's either. The only one, <laughs> be honest with you, the only ones I'm really interested in is the Triple Z and the BT one. Not BT2, mm. BT1. That was my mistake. Those are the ones I want. First time ever as a figurine of any kind. Oh, those are awesome. <clears throat> They're great. Um, Hallmark announced their exclusives. They're do- uh, they've are doing. they got those itty-bitties. They're doing uh, Red Snaggletooth and Hammerhead on the what looks like an itty-bitty version of the uh, the kin- old Kinder cards. And then they're going to have a blue Snaggletooth loose that you could buy. That's, a lim- that's even a more limited edition. And then ah, they're also... Yes. Somewhere at my parents' place is the blue Snaggletooth. I just got to figure out where he's at. I don't and know then- if I ever had the blue one <clears throat> part of the sears cantina set which was just cardboard mm-hmm. um and then or like cereal cereal box board was that type of material <laughs> um and then they also have a ralph mcquarrie storm um concept stormtrooper as an ornament uh, awesome uh, <laughs> uh delray books announced an exclusive cover for thrawn um and then funko just announced part one of their exclusives and their exclusives are, uh, I guess I need to start the photo gallery. Um, <laughs> Ray with speeder. So it's Ray on, on her speeder. It's not a bad looking set. It's very cool. Uh, an action pose Han Solo. Uh, the, the Gorendon, the, the Empire Spy. Um, Gwygon Jin in like holographic form. Chopper in his Imperial Spy paint job. Oh, that's cool. That one looks awesome. Love Chopper. Yeah. Um, a Boba Fett wobbler 
and uh, and that's it at the moment. Um, they're supposed to announce more later in the week. And of course, the the art is announced, um, where you can pre-order uh, artwork from those artists who have been selected, which they will probably went through the same type of process as we did for the podcast stage. But uh, at the moment, that's it. That's all. Um, oh no, no. Kim point Kim pointed out over on Wookie Radio as well. Hasbro will have a six-inch Luke Skywalker X-wing pilot, which is a redo. The figure's been done before, but it's in a it's on a special package that looks like the old vintage cards. Oh, cool. So. That's the only difference. Other than that, I have yet to hear anything more. I don't know what Lego's offering. Um, I don't know what um, Anvos is offering. I don't know what Mattel's offering. Um, I, I just don't know. But there's stuff coming. So hopefully as we get closer, uh, I'll keep updating us. So that's that. That's Celebration. Of course, lots of reports. Uh, hopefully I'm going to try and keep busy on the site, or at least with Facebook and Twitter, and then try and get caught up with st- daily reports on the site afterwards. So so something we it's probably something we need to do anyway with any convention we go to. It's at the end of each day, just do a daily report. Mm-hmm. So so that's that. Gonna do that on Facebook or what do you, how are you gonna do it? Um what the daily report? Well I'll I'll be yeah. doing I'll be doing stuff off and on throughout the day on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram. Um but at, like at the end of the night when I come home, uh, I'll probably do a short story recapping different things during the day. And, and you could do it. a uh, YouTube video. Could do do that too. I might do that live. I got I got to figure out how I could do it off the phone live. Uh, we're looking at possibly doing um, the Mighty Marvel Geek show live on Facebook Live as well. So we can have that going. Mm. So have fun with it. Since we're being given 1.5 megabits of bandwidth, <laughs> yay! <laughs> so, um, so yeah, there it's we go. Be a fun time. Yeah, I, I've been to the last two that were here in Orlando, and being in the backyard, and there's no way I could have missed it. And I, it's it's just that much of a show. It is it, totally different than any other convention you go to. It really is. I mean, I understand it's just focused on Star Wars, but the vibe is so much different. Mm. So. Um, and it's so funny. I gotta give a shout out to Liz Liz Gamaz, um, who's a had been or a columnist on the site. We got to talking about. I called her up about something because uh, she posted an audition notice down here at Disney. And I was trying to help her out with it. Um, and we got to talking about cosplay. She goes, "Yeah, I've heard your rant." <laughs> <laughs> And as I'm sitting here with mouth open, scratching my my goatee, I'm like, yeah. She goes, here's what I found interesting. She's a cosplayer. She's a cosplayer. Um, she agreed with me. Ah, yes, yes, yes. They they shouldn't be in the autograph hall, right? Because because she was talking about Awesome Con, and they have if you want a VIP ticket for David Tennant, Billy Piper, Kathleen Tate, and John Barrowman, it's seven hundred and Sixty something bucks. Holy wow! Wow! So we're got to talking about how insane pricings get, and this is when I mentioned well cosplay. And she goes, "Well, I kind of agree with you. If they're in, they don't the cosplay celebrities don't need to be in the autograph hall. Mm. Star Wars Celebration is one of those examples." 
um, you know, we've got the the autograph hall with all the celebrities and everything else. You don't see Reed Pop doing like they do with C2E2 or New York Comic Con and bringing in the top celebrity Star Wars cosplayers. Because mm-hmm. you got Scruffy Rebel, you've got um, the female Boba Fett, whatever her name is. Um, I mean, there's quite a few that are known for their Star Wars cosplay, but they're not being brought in to, to have autographs. Now, if a vendor's bringing them in, cool. They're on the exhibit hall floor, not an autograph hall. Right. That's where the, that's where they need to be. That's where your, your Han sits and everything else. I don't, I love cosplay. I love seeing the cosplay and I love seeing all the locals in it. I, I just, and I know I've been refining and it might sound like I've been changing my stance on it. No, I'm just more refining it. They don't need to be in autograph hall. Give them a spot over in Artist Alley or give them an area on the exhibit hall floor where they're all together. But I don't think they need to have um, their flight and room and board pay for either. I mean, I don't think they're celebrity enough for that. I don't know if they if they make the they make them money then that's well, the thing yeah I mean see that that's what I'm curious about how much how much money are the cosplay celebrities bringing into the conventions some of them have like millions of followers I'm sure that a lot of them would come there to see them. Yeah, but are they reeling it really when they give their share back to the convention? Are are they drawing? Are they giving as much money back for the amount of sales they've done as say Norman Reedus or uh, let's let's go someone who who hasn't been around in a while like Tim Curry? Uh, Megacons bringing in Kathleen Bach, uh, Tom Wobat, and John Schneider, who former guests of the show uh, for Dukes of Hazard reunion. You, you tell me, Kathleen, you know that might be a toss up. That someone like Ivy Doom Kitty could could be bringing in more money could could be collect you know could collect more money than Kathleen Bach. Well, I don't know. It's it's a tough thing to say. Yeah, because right. I don't know what their what the contracts are like or anything like that. Exactly. So right, and we you, don't know what what their worth is considered to the convention versus mm-hmm. each other. And, and see that that's yeah. that's one of the things too. I think a lot of the a lot of the shows, yeah, they bring them in, but when what they make from I think so much from each autograph or each photo because of the tracking they do goes back so much of that goes back to uh, to the convention because mm. the convention's got to be making money off of it somehow yeah. because mm. you know when, when you have their handlers running behind them when you're talking to them they're going you know you hear one guy who, who gets real chatty and the handler goes up to him come on guys you know convention's paying you to you know, you're, you're here to you know, you're here to sign autographs that's that's what everyone's getting paid for including the show Okay, but I don't know. Anywho. Yeah, so I guess maybe we need to reboot the show. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe. There's a lot of reboots going on these days. And in fact, the latest talk is of a possible Matrix reboot, although... Uh... Although the story is originally there was talk of them rebooting the Matrix and Keanu Reeves said he'd be into it if um, the Wachowskis came back to do it. But then then the word (laughs) after that. The Wachowski sisters. (laughs) But then word after that was that rather than do an actual reboot, they want to do like. Kind of like side uh, side stories, like with um, the Animatrix and stuff. Animatrix was awesome. I yes, loved it that was. whole series. Yeah, that was great. 
So there, there's talk that they want to do something more like that, too, which I could see that would be interesting. Yeah, it would. And they've also got the Sense8 story that they're a show that they're doing on Netflix, too, on top of it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I still got to watch that, Sense8. I've heard it's really good. I haven't seen it. Now, The Matrix is one of my all-time favorite movies, and then the sequels came out. <laughs> <laughs> no sad there. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> so now they're talking about having Michael B. Jordan uh, possibly playing Neo if they do an actual reboot, which first, eh, Johnny, Storm, first Johnny Storm, then Creed's son. <laughs> I think they should do like a continuation or another part of the story because they're saying that the that the <clears throat> Matrix like reboots and everything yeah. every once in a while, so he could be like a new chosen one instead of having to do the exact same thing that they did before. Yeah, that's kind of the one angle I've talked about. I mean, well, I've heard about. I don't know if I've ever talked about it here on Weeby Geeks. I know I've talked about it in um, uh, off the show with people. I I thought the way Matrix, the last film, should have ended was not the way it did. I mean, you you saw what it was. You know, Neo, you know, they get killed, the sacrifice, and then it goes to the credits. I felt it should have gone one more step, and that was it starts back up with Neo sitting at a computer and Morpheus typing the message to him, creating creating that loop of oh, we are doing this yet again. <laughs> Since the keymaster said this has happened before, and always and reboots and redoes. Um, so if they played on that gimmick with the reboot, it's not really then don't make it a reboot. Just make it the continuation. Yeah, just make it kind of like at, a Doctor Who thing. And at this point in time, it's, instead of Neo being white, he is black. I mean, I have no problems with... Yeah, that's fine. I, I have no problems with Michael B. Jordan playing Neo. Um, I just, I'd rather not see him do, call it a reboot and retell the story. Right. Let's continue on. Here's the new wave. And this time things change to break the cycle slightly. See, now going, going off what you said, the way I thought the Matrix should have ended is, uh, the first movie ends and that's it. <laughs> There's no sequel. <laughs> <laughs> But, but he's the chosen one. <laughs> I'll be totally fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, you can hear me and Chris uh, talk about the Matrix reboot on Keepers of the Fringe, which just came out today. We have some fun. Shameless to plug. It's <laughs> <laughs> some kind of music or something when he starts doing it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hold on. Let, let's try this. So go ahead and repeat the last thing. You- I said you can hear me and Chris give our thoughts on the Matrix reboot on the Keepers of the Fringe podcast that came out today. <laughs> oh, the second half. I hate <laughs> I hate this. You mean him do it all for nothing? I'll say it again if no, you want. No, no. <laughs> the second, the ha- second half is coming. There's a clog. Ah. <laughs> well, I have to find something for shameless plug. Here we go. Shameless plug. Yeah. Oh. Baby, you! 
I think that was from. Yeah, I'll I'll have to clip that one down. But uh, that could end up being that came from uh, Comic Con when um, was that Book of Life with Channing Tatum? Believe it or not, (laughs) Um, they used "You Got a Friend" in the movie, Mm. and uh, I might have to trim that down for a shameless plug moment. Say what you? (laughs) So, um, so cool. Matrix reboot were so so. I guess. Nah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather see it as a continuation yeah. of what what was already there instead of a reboot. Right. But, oh, well, they're going to do what they want to do. Um, almost sort of like what Marvel does. And <laughs> Marvel, Marvel might have a slight issue coming up, though. Yeah, they may be uh, having to find a new Captain America after the uh, Infinity War. Um, Chris Evans is going to be hanging up his uh, suit. Okay, well, I guess the question is going to be, before you get further into the story, is it really finding another Captain America or, or having Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan standing there with a referee coming up. Okay, this is heads. The the game logo is tails. Whoever punches Tom Brady first gets to choose the coin flip. <laughs> Which, by the way, his jersey has been found. Yes, down in Mexico. His, his two jerseys have been found. There was one from last Super Bowl as well. And, Va- and apparently Von Miller's helmet, too. Yes. They, they should not allow people into their dressing rooms after microphone no, for that. Yeah, definitely no, not. The, there should be a specific press area. If, yeah. if you have if you have anyone in press, it should be league vetted, league authorized cameramen right. to capture the celebration. No reporters, no nothing. They can wait in the, mm-hmm. into a, into a press area. There's been way too much of that uh, going on. People getting stuff stolen and yeah, exactly. And my heart stolen once in the locker room. I don't, oh. oh wait. <laughs> I left my heart in San Francisco. (laughs) Here's my. I guess. um Marvel uh, Studios originally had wanted him to sign a nine-pitcher deal, but yeah. he refused and uh, went down to six. And that's going to be uh, fulfilled after the Infinity War. Yeah. Um, but it looks like uh, with an interview with Esquire that he's getting kind of tired of doing it and tr- with all the training and, and the press junkets and everything like that. He doesn't have any other time to look at other roles. Or uh, I guess he has an interest in uh, directing as well. I wouldn't mind the Marvel film. So. I was going to say, I wouldn't mind seeing him direct a Marvel film. Mm. Yeah. That, that would be kind of kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe he could direct the next Captain America movie. Ooh. That'd be meta. And then and then he shows up in a green Hydra costume, like the Captain America green Hydra action figure cover that no one will ever see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had to bring that up, huh? Bitter party of one. <laughs> Bitter party of one. Uh, I was thinking more about uh, Eric from Mighty Marvel Geeks, but I know he's not a big fan of the whole Captain America Hydra thing. Well, me either. It's that whole title. Well, there, there's talk that Captain America Sam Wilson might, and there's rumors that it might get canceled. Oh, I can't stand Nick Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Uh, not mind seeing that going. I don't really read any of those, so I can't comment. Uh, uh, I thought you were no, a Marvel guy. Not reading that. There, nope. There, there's, there's no I in team, mm-hmm. but there. But there. Go ahead. But there is in comics. <laughs> I like to say there's no I in team, but there is an M and an E. So. <laughs> <laughs> I need to I need to find that clip too from Bedazzled Brandon Fraser. <laughs> you really want to find a clip of Brandon Fraser? That's one of the clips to find. Mm. What do you want me to do? Find a clip from Monkey Bones? No. I love that. I loved Monkey Bones. Uh, uh, sure. Well, you also <laughs> love Howard the Duck. So don't knock the duck. <laughs> 
Did you guys? Oh, it's getting getting personal up in here. <laughs> I don't think I ha- I don't think I have to knock Howard the Duck after that episode of Le- uh, Legends of Tomorrow. I uh, know I, <laughs> I I I made the I gave the same type of reaction as when in uh, Force Awakens when Ray goes, oh yeah, we got that hunk of junk over there. And I'm like, no, I- or we get there's that piece of garbage over there. I'm like, you better not be talking about the Falcon. <laughs> And, and and then her ship blows up and then it goes go to the garbage go to the garbage and they show the falcon i'm like you don't <laughs> i wanted to shout out loud you don't call the falcon garbage <laughs> that's my ship oh, i thought you were gonna say something else <laughs> no I, that's one of the things i'm that's one of the things i'm waiting for with star wars land at disney is they're gonna have oh, a full, they're gonna have a yeah. full-size falcon yeah, I saw that. That's I, I, awesome. I want to make a sticker that says property of Michael and put it on the Falcon. And go, nope, <laughs> this is mine. Stickers right here. It's going to walk up there with his daughter. Zoe, we're home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just you watch. Just you watch. I... I will do the I will do the video to, to verify it. <laughs> Either that, or I'll have her go, "Daddy, we're home." Yeah, there you go. And, and yeah. I'll just go. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll think you have a little gas. Yeah, the wounded Wookie. <laughs> gas? What gas? <laughs> When, when, when I can't go on the ship. <laughs> Don't upset the Wookiee. Let the Wookiee win. <laughs> so, I, so I guess the next question is, do we upset a X-Men or, or Deadpool? Oh, who cares about upsetting Deadpool? <laughs> These it'll, are bad segues tonight. Yeah, that was, yes. that, was, that, was, oh, that, was wow. that was a rough one. Wait, wait, so, wait hold on. <laughs> so yeah, I'll get. I'll, I've got a good segue for you. All right. So on uh, my other podcast, Keepers of the Fringe, we we have discussed a few times. <laughs> we have discussed the topic of who might be playing Cable in the next Deadpool movie. There's been uh, talk of everybody from Russell Crowe, uh, which oh, is no, Ro- no, Rob no, Liefeld's no. pick. Oh. To uh, <laughs> to a few we're, other to uh, Ron Perlman. To, we're talking uh, about everybody's we're talking, pick. <laughs> we're, we're talking. We're talking about the Liefeld, the man who can't draw feet. I know. <laughs> but now, so uh, yeah, I, I'd I could go for Ron Perlman. But now, the latest news that the person in in the front running for Cable could be Michael Shannon, who uh, played Zod in uh, Man of Steel. For those who don't know. Uh, he was also really good in um, Boardwalk Empire. I used to love him on that show. But as Cable, I don't know. I, I see the guy that they talked to. I think we brought it up before. Um, the guy from Avatar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, possibly. The lead? Yeah. So on an article on Screen Rant, they said uh, it was previously reported that Michael Shannon was considered for Cable, but is no longer in the running. However, the latest update on the matter in- indicates that Shannon may instead wind up securing the coveted Deadpool 2 role for himself. I'm kind of worried about this movie. There's been a lot of uh, upheaval.
upheaval and changes with this thing. I'm not sure what's going on there. Ryan Reynolds uh, better get it together. Yeah. He needs to step back in and go, look, this is the way it's done. Period. And change of writers and directors. and The Deadpool 2 writers promised casting news is coming soon. Interesting. Interesting. Deadpool is now going to be Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Him as dead as cable. We could always reanimate Nicole Bass. Too soon. <laughs> All right, too Thanks. soon. <laughs> Where are uh, the crickets? Yes. <laughs> uh, that was so bad. The crickets said, yes, yeah, screw it. Where's the flush? <laughs> right. Well, the, they, have, they have director problems as well. <laughs> yeah, among other things. That's their cue. They have everything problems. Well, I don't want to get accused like like I was in iTunes rating for uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks of juvenile humor. Oh, really? I, it sounds like I need to go find that review. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. I, think, yeah. I think I might remember that. It's when uh, that was a while ago. I think I do remember that. Yeah, that was one of the first times that uh, Eric's son was on the show. Oh uh, yeah. So um, I guess it goes to me now, huh? Or are we done with cable? Uh, we are done. Well, it goes to me, and I'm excited about this one. The Russo brothers are to produce a Quantum and Woody TV series after Avengers: Affinity War. So we're looking at 2019. Now, Quantum and Woody is one of my favorite titles from. Valiant Comics. God, I love this title. This and Archer and Armstrong and Exo Man of War. Those are my top three. I know. I'm weird. It's already been established. Hence why Weeby Geeks exist. <laughs> um... The Russo brother, uh, this comes from therap.com, not the LL Cool J run DMC, but like the rap, like rapping a film, rapping a present. Um, the Russo brothers have lined up their next big project after they rap, after wrapping up the Avengers Affinity War. They're going back to their TV roots with another comic book adaptation, Quantum and Woody. Um, they will develop Quantum and Woody for Valiant Entertainment. Um, Ant-Man veterans Andrew Barr and Gabriel Ferrari will also serve as executive producers in addition to scripting the pilot. Uh, the, the duo, that duo, is currently uh, scripting the upcoming Ant-Man and Wasp movie as well. Um, Quantum and Woody joins a rapidly expanding slate of Valiant-based film and television projects, which also includes Harbinger and Bloodshot. Um, you know, both are feature films for at Sony Pictures, and both are being written by Oscar-nominated screenwriter Eric Hessener, Hesserer, the guy who wrote Arrival, uh, as well as the Archer and Armstrong oh, and Shadow Man feature films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Valiant's going to be a, if this is done right, they're going to be a heavy hitter in the game, <laughs> especially if they can link everything together. Oh, yeah. uh, we won't get into that now with Marvel, but Marvel still got the best, but with Anthony Mackie coming out going, oh, yeah, despite what you've seen, they're not the same universe. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, oh, Okay. Um, for those who who don't know, uh, one you got um, Ninjak, I believe, is coming to to film, and that's got Jason David Frank, aka the Green Ranger, starring in it. Interesting. Quam uh, and Woody, for those who don't know, are bickering interracial adopted brothers accidentally granted superpowers in a laboratory explosion while investigating the death of their father. Uh, the synopsis of the series uh, is: Once upon a time, Eric and Woody Henderson were inseparable. Adopted brothers, best friends, brilliant minds. Years later, the 
They're estranged siblings, petty rivals, and washed-up failures. Why is that strike home? Oh, wait, never mind. But when their father's murder leads them into the throes of a life-altering accident, Eric and Woody find themselves with a whole new purpose, a perfectly legitimate reason to wear costumes and fight crime. Go big or go home. Quantum and Woody are coming. So, I have always been a fan. Like I said, Quam and Woody, Archer and Armstrong, and Exo Man of War have been, been my main three from, from Valiant. I've always loved those characters, you know, those titles. They're, they're my boys, yeah, Blue. Exo Man of War would be cool. Yeah. Which I can see, you know, we'll see that a little bit with the Harbinger Wars. It was just cool that Harbinger Wars um, is going to be done because then, you know, we should see faith in it because you know, Harbinger Wars is the whole cro- Valiant crossover thing. Mm. So, I mean, that, that'll be exciting. But we press on. Yeah, more news from Disney. Uh, their new upcoming uh, Big Hero 6 TV series gets greenlit for a second season ahead of uh, the show even coming out. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's going to be premiering on Disney XD this fall, but even before its first flicker on the small screen, Disney has greenlit the sec- series for its second season. That's going to be based on the 2004 movie, which was really good. Which there is a sequel coming out for it as well. Yeah, and the uh, original voice cast is going to reprise their roles, so that's going to be even cooler. Yeah. Because a lot of times they don't do that when they when yeah. they do the TV adaptations. So that, that's going to be good. I can't, I'm looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, that's, that's going to that's gonna be exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, I, I love the video at the bottom where they uh, they have the, the actors doing the Baymax fist bump. Yeah. <laughs> you can have was, Stan Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, how about this for a little twist for ending the show? 13 movies that predict other movies. <gasps> Whoa. Unbelievable, man. Um, I guess I'll start off with Unbreakable predicts mm. the Avengers uh, huh. with M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dongs <laughs> uh, deconstructing of superhero movie Unbreakable. It featured the one and only Samuel L. Jackson as a physically weak comic book collector with a serious case of hero envy. In one scene, the man who would one day play Nick Fury... Uh, is in a comic book store with an issue of Marvel's The Avengers, featured predominantly in the foreground. That must have been one twist Shamalama Ding Dong didn't see. <laughs> so, uh, I guess the second one, Tough Turf in 1985. Okay, this might be a stretch. Predicts, I am not familiar with this one. Predicts Avengers Age of Ultron in 2015. Yeah, that seems a bit of a stretch. Filed this one under too weird. In Tough Turf, there's pr- prominent graffiti in scenes involving both James Spader and Robert Downey Jr., which reads The New Avengers. <laughs> the generic punk t- punk rock tag became startlingly accurate as Downey and Spader would face off 30 years later as Iron Man and Ultron, respectively. <laughs> that's, uh, that's definitely a stretch. Yeah. Someone want to take the next one, or do I keep going? Yeah, sure. I'll take the next one there. Super 8 predicts Star Wars The Force Awakens. Interesting. But J.J. Abrams' Super 8 is, in every sense of the word, a tribute to a generation of 80s kids like himself who grew up loving monsters, movies, and fantasy. The lead character, Joe, has a bedroom chock full of geekery, including two Star Wars posters, as well as a TIE fighter model hanging from the ceiling. 
Nolan. Abrams recently directed the third sequel to Star Wars, which featured all the original characters from the 1977 classic that inspired him to become a filmmaker in the first place. But you know, I wouldn't be surprised because 2012, they, they kind of... <clears throat> he was pretty much already in the role of um, director of Force Awakens in 2012 because mm. they didn't announce him until shortly, you know, a few months later in 2013. Right. And they would have started talking to him probably around the time that Super 8 had wrapped because it was around 2011 that Lucas and Disney were talking about about the sale. Mm. So, um, how about this one? The following in 1998 predicted Batman Begins. Dun, dun, dun. Although Christopher Nolan would famously direct the Dark Knight trilogy beginning in famously, yeah. Um, only one decent film in that whole thing and that was The Dark Knight. Um, beginning in 2005 in his very first low-budget film following features a Batman symbol on a door during one of the one of his dialogue scenes. On top of that, the lead actor in the scene named Jeremy Theobald was given a small token token role as younger Gotham water board technician in Batman Begins. <laughs> uh, so, next slide. Interestingly, there are also scenes featuring Batman comic books in The Lost Boys, directed by Batman Forever and Batman and Robin Helmer Joel Schumacher, which the only thing I truly loved about Batman Forever was the fact that Thriller was there. Yeah, um, but also as well as in The Watchmen, directed by Batman and Superman's Zack Snyder. So, um, I guess we can move on to the next one. Love to hear Brett's take on it. Uh, uh you're love muted. to hear Brett at all. He muted his Sorry microphone because he was on his keyboard. Typing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes white shut for 1999 uh, predicts AI artificial intelligence in 2001. In Stanley Kubrick's swan song Eyes Wide Shut, the final scene featured Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman's character, Christmas shopping at a department store. I hope Santa gets me one of these for Christmas, she tells her parents. Was this an aging Kubrick's way of saying he was bound to make that film? Possibly. I have no idea. But I really hate this ad, this uh, article. <laughs> Why? Because you have to like scroll through like every single sentence. Like, yeah, I know. Uh, it's annoying. And then when the internet just wants to stop. Right. Uh, how about Terminal in 2004 was Star Trek 2009. In a reversal of the previous entry, here's a Spielberg film predicting the future. In the Terminal, Zoe Zaldana plays an immigration officer who is a secret Trekkie and even does the Vulcan salute to Diego Luna right before she married him. Of course, five years later, she played a young version of Nichelle Nichols' Lieutenant Uhura in J.J. Abrams' reboot of Star Trek and got to French kiss Spock to boot. Superbad in 27 projects 21 Jump Street. While waiting impatiently for McLovin to buy him booze with a fake ID, Jonah Hill's Seth utters the immortal line, We're so effed. This plan has been effed since Jump Street, man. Those words proved prophetic as Hill would go on to co-write and star in two hit feature films based on the cult classic Fox TV series 21 Jump Street. And he is at work on a potential Men in Black Jump Street spinoff. Please. Oh no. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. No. Uh, I never saw any, any of the movies. Were they any good? Yeah, actually, they're not bad. 21 Jump Streets. Yeah, they're kind of funny. A Even lot with better. With Channing Tatum in it. A lot better than... <laughs> 
Chips will be. Uh, yeah. I got an email from Regal Cinema saying, if you go to Chips, we'll give you 10,000 points. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you must be desperate. <laughs> I think that's what the email said. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's so bad. That's called desperation. Um, Not just the fragrance. <laughs> Instead, the movie's going to hear this as soon as I find it. <laughs> Where did I put you? There, you're here. Uh, rejection. How I missed you. <laughs> Uh, here we go. So, um, or is it 10, how do you get the 10,000 credits? Maybe I just read it wrong. Get 10,000 credits. Ultimate details inside. Okay, so I read it wrong. So probably if you, if I do all this stuff, I could get 10,000 credits, but I'm sure they're, they're desperate. So, um, how about Forgetting Sarah Marshall and the Muppets? Muppets. Another comedy star from the Judd Apatow pack is Jason Siegel, who wrote and starred in Forgetting Sarah Marshall as a musician inspiring puppeteer who at one point sings the Muppet Show theme and performs a Dracula-themed Muppet Show of his own. Oh, Disney yeah. execs must have loved what they saw because they hired Siegel to relaunch the Muppet movie franchise, uh, starting with the 2011 feature film. So I will let someone else take the next one. These, uh, these are interesting. Uh, some of them are a bit of a stretch, but... A bit of a stretch? <laughs> All right. Uh, Dead Alive predicts King Kong. During the press tour for Peter Jackson's remake of King Kong, the director would often wax rhapsodic on how Kong was his favorite film since childhood and that he had always wanted to recreate the world of Skull Island on film. He failed to mention that he had already technically done that in his 1992 slapstick comedy Dead Alive, which opens on the same Skull Island from the 1933 film where a scientist discovered the fabled and stop-motion animated Sumatran Rat Monkey. Okay. I can see that one, I guess. That's the Sumatran rat monkey. <laughs> Sumatran rat monkey. <laughs> what are you trying to say, man? No. Now, this one's a major stretch. Bottle Rocket in 1994 in Starsky and Hutch. Well, where's Huggy Bear? Yes, the first words of dialogue in the first Wes Anderson-Owen Wilson collaboration featured the later actor verbally dissecting an old episode of, of 1970s series Starsky and Hutch with his brother Luke Wilson. A mere decade later, after the original Bottle Rocket short film, which eventually became a night. A 1996 feature, Wilson starring as Ken Hutchinson in the big screen version of Starsky and Hutch begins. So, and then we go into Rushmore and the life aquatic. <laughs> Another time Wes Anderson proved pro prophetic was when he staged a scene with Rushmore and Rushmore featuring Jason, Jason Schwartzman watching an undersea documentary in the school library. Really? Who does that? Um, a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Nerds. <laughs> crazy eyes. Um, Shoot him. He's got crazy eyes. <laughs> the the title of the doc, The Living Ocean, is pretty much a synonym for the title of his 2000 film, Life Aquatic with Steve Zizou, which centered on a crew of Jacques Cousteau, Jacques Cousteau-like undersea documentarians. Hmm. Now, this next one really gets, gets going. Whoa. Crime Wave, Raising Arizona and the Hudsucker Proxy. Here's a unique case where 
two sets of directors inserting a reference to a script they had written together in two earlier films. Joel and Ether Cohen wrote The Hudsucker Proxy with their pal Sam Raimi, and in 1994, they would direct the $25 million production with Raimi as the second unit director. You can read Hudsucker Industry stitched on Nicolas Cage's work shirt in the Cohen's Raising Arizona, while a prison in Raimi's more obscure crime wave, also co-written with Cohen Brothers, is called Hudsucker, Hudsucker Penitentiary. Now I'm getting hungry for Fuddruckers. The two photographers seen inside the prison's execution chamber, also the Cohen Brothers. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we go into, I think this is the last one, Halloween and The Thing. Noted Howard Hawks devotee John Carpenter had babysitter Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis, watching the Hawks production of The Thing from Another World on TV during the scene where she explains to little Tommy Doyle about the boogeyman. After the smash success of Halloween Pictures, or Halloween, Universal Pictures hired Carpenter to remake the thing in what turned out to be one of the greatest horror film remakes, practical monster makeup displays of all time. Mm. And that wraps up the 13 movies that predicted other movies. I can think of another one. Hmm. Uh, how about I Am Legend with Batman versus Superman? Because he's walking. Way? Well, he's walking down the you know when when he's walking down oh, the, the one right. street. It's up on the billboard. Yep, that's right. So I forgot all about that. Yep. So any other news? Any other thoughts? Anything? Uh, just one. You can catch the latest episode of Keepers of the Fringe <laughs> on the Weeby Geeks website. Tom say say unicate. <laughs> any, any shameless plugs there, Brett? <laughs> no. You are, are you mental? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say we'll continue with the shameless plugs. Mighty Marvel Geeks at the Star Wars Celebration stage Friday, April fourteenth, from seven thirty to eight thirty. Yes, definitely plug that. Go to the we go to weebegeeks.net, mightymarvelgeeks.net, or wikiradio.net, and click the celebration image to take you to the homepage of Celebration, where you can get tickets still available, single day tickets. Uh, also, too, new affiliate Ripped Apparel. They're sort of like uh, shirt punch or T Fury with like a shirt of the day type thing. Um, we are now affiliates with them, so check them out. Check out the different shirts. Not only do they have the shirts of the day, but they also have other shirts. There's one I really love that's uh, like a, a Star Wars version of the Abbey Road cover. Hmm. Um, also, too, check out superhero stuff in the Hero Box. I have an um, I have an after boxing coming. <laughs> I've been so busy with stuff at work. I've had the box here. I haven't had a chance to get it. It is coming this week. All right. By Monday, it's going to be up on Weeby Geeks Declassified, our YouTube channel. Um, what else am I missing? Oh, Comic Bento, dude. Comic Bento. They've got Old Man Logan as one of the books in there in the current box. Oh, cool. So, uh, definitely go check out Comic Bento. All these you can find find the image on the Weeby Geeks site or Mighty Marvel Geeks or Wookie Radio. Click the image; it'll take you to the site. Um, it help. We help you, and you help us. It's just the way it is. That's nice. That's nice. Nice. Help us to help you. We want you to help us. <laughs> help us to help you. <laughs> and this is a really bad cheap trick song. <laughs> <Ready>? <laughs> 
So, um, so yeah, other than, than that business, you can always email us at WeBeGeeks at WeBeGeeks.net. Um, catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, can listen to the show and Keepers of the Fringe and the, in the other, in a bunch of other shows on WeBeGeeks.net as well. Um, has that covered everything? Mm-hmm. We've hit the so. call, we've hit the various calls to action. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not the one I was looking for. Thank you very much. <laughs> the one I was looking for. <laughs> yes, folks, we have lost it. Stop mocking me! <laughs> lost it? I'm not sure we ever had it. Yeah. Some people say I look like Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized there's a bunch of these I haven't played in forever. <laughs> oh, here we go. Find the one in the night. Whoa, I can see your skin cells. <laughs> <laughs> and, on that, and on that note... Want to know more? So, um... The bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.